Good morning, everybody. It's Calvin. Uh, time for another balcony talk. Here from my balcony in New York City in Williamsburg, overlooking Manhattan. <sighs> Beautiful Monday morning. It's a little warmer today after some, a couple of days have been super cold. Um, Monday morning, ready to crush another week. Excited for the week ahead. I'm gonna be on vacation next week, actually. Anyway, I wanted to talk about memory. Memory is a topic that I'm super fascinated with, and and as you know, I'm all about self awareness, self knowledge, knowing how you function. And I think memory. I'm so fascinated with memory because mine functions differently from from most people's, or I think it's probably just an exaggerated version of how most people's memory functions. So there's, you know, actually having the memory, having access, having something stored somewhere is separate from the retrieval function, right? So if you think of it as a software program, like you have all kinds of files on your hard drive, but do you know how to find it? Do you know the path to it? Do you know which directory, which folder it's in? Do you know what the name of the file is? Are you able to find it when you need it, right? Like, or the document's already somewhere on the internet, but do you have a good search engine? And do you know what terms to type into it to find the thing? I love how we like, we use you know, the... The, like, the tools that we have in our world, computers and the internet and Google and all that stuff as metaphors for how we function, right? Like the brain is just an advanced computer. Like these are the metaphors. It's like a, it's like a, a, a you know, a clock or something. We use whatever metaphors that we have available to us from our, our lived experience, right? Even though they're not perfect. So anyway, so I experience this a lot that, that I have all these things stored in my brain but I don't necessarily have access to them. And like one of, one of my challenges is like, you know, I, 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 for me, retrieving stuff is, is, is difficult. Like I need a trigger. I need something to help me retrieve it. It can be like, it can be a smell. It can be, you know, if you're like, Hey, remember the thing we talked about with blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, mm, not really. and then if you tell me, Oh, like we were walking past that corner and there's this like red truck that we mentioned. And then like, that was when we were talking about it. And then like, that might be the thing that, that allows me to retrieve it. So it's kind of like, again, think of, of it as like a file system or the internet and Google and that kind of stuff. Like it might be a specific keyword. It might be what site it was. It might be where, what other site you visited right before it in the search history. Like, but some kind, you need some kind of facet, some, some kind of thing to pull it out. And the more, the more rich data you give me to work with, the more context you give me, the more I'm going to be able to pull out that right memory. So that's why for me, if you're like, okay, teach me about productivity or teach me about something, right? I'll come up with some things, but it's a lot better if you ask me a direct question. It's like, you know, with the more context that there is, the better. And then I can pull out the vast library of storage and knowledge and information and everything that I have, like thousands of books that I've read, you know, thousands of videos, like thousands of, of, of talks and things I've experienced and thought about and all that. I have so much, you know, to draw from, but I need that trigger to pull it out. And for me, that is your question. So being live, interacting Q&A with someone, with a real person that's asking the question, right? the words is one level, right? But then there is, there is the intonation, how you're saying it. Then there is what I can see about you, what I feel about you, and your posture and everything. So the more context I have, again, the better I'm able to give you an answer. So if we're 
live in person is going to be a different thing from if you're on video uh, live with me. It's going to be a different thing if you're on video and we're not live. It's going to be a different thing if you're just sending it via audio. It's going to be a different thing than if you're just typing it. It's going to be a different thing if someone else paraphrases it, right? You see, like, every step of the way there, there's loss of context. And that context means is harder for me to draw in exactly what I need for you in that moment, the most applicable stuff that I have for you. So, again, memory, right? There is what is stored. There is, there is, I think there's a collective memory as well. So, you, we kind of have access to this vast collective repository of knowledge as well that's not even personalized. It's not something that I necessarily know, but, but through my intuition, I can access that and you can too through your intuition, right? And then there's the retrieval process. So um, it's worth knowing for you how you retrieve stuff. There's also, for me, there's a filter that is, you know, just, you know, pieces of information, you know, in a void, in a vacuum, separate from anything else. They, I don't have a good place to store them. So in, in terms of my storage mechanism, they tend to get lost. Like, I, I don't know where to put them. And so they just go, go, you know, go lost. Whereas if I understand why, if I understand the reason why something is what it is, then I'll, I'll tend to never forget it. It'll be stored indefinitely, forever, right? And um, I don't know where that comes from. It's like a programming thing. I don't know if that's true for everybody. It's certainly true for me. So what it means is that in order to, to really take in information, I have to work pretty hard to really parse it and understand the underlying why, the underlying mechanisms of why it is this way. And then once I get that, I'll never forget it, right? But if I just take this data, a piece of data, this piece of data, this piece of data, I might remember like directionally where it was, but chances are I'll forget all the details. Um, not sure why, but that's, that seems to be how I work. So from interacting with other people, my ex, it seems to me that my memory functions somewhat differently from most people's. I think it's functionally the same, but directionally, I think my, the way my memory works is just skewed towards systems, towards that underlying understanding and towards being really bad at retrieval, um, or like needing sort of a lot of help with retrieval. So I'll... Oh, like last night. So today is my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Thomas. Um, and last night before I going to bed, I was foam rolling with my wife. We, fo- we do some foam rolling, like 20 minutes of foam, roll- foam rolling every night before you're going to bed. It's one of our little habits, um, routines and rituals. And, um, and while I was fo- foam rolling, I was thinking, hey, let me send a voice message to my brother wishing him a ha- happy birthday. So he's six hours ahead. So first thing he, when he gets up, gets up in the morning is a voice message for me saying happy birthday. And that would be really nice. And then I was thinking, I, I'm just, Nomi's going to be annoyed. <laughs> I'm just going to finish this foam roll exercise and then I'll do it. And then, you know, keep foam rolling. It pops into my head again. Yeah, let me do that. Like, that would be great. And then, like, completely forget about it until I get up this morning. Uh, and that's how my brain works. I, I like remember something and then I'll completely f- have forgotten it like 90 seconds later, 30 seconds later. It's just gone. 
So I've made it a habit to really take a note in that moment as much as possible. And my, my favorite way to do that is actually using the app called Otter, O-T-T-E-R, otter.ai. Uh, it's a website, it's an app on my phone. So I'll use that to do a voice memo and that will do a transcription also. So they have a paid service, which is a hundred bucks a year, which is phenomenal. I'm happy, happy client there. And so what that'll do is, is I'll, it'll let me, you know, take down the note in real time. The transcripts are, are, you know, hit or miss, uh, but it's still helpful to have the transcript. And then if the transcript is not exactly right, I can go back and and just listen to what I actually said. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, right? If you try to use Siri, it'll get it half, you know, wrong half the time and you won't have the audio to back it up. If you just record audio, then you have to sit down, sit there and listen to the whole thing again, which I don't really have time to do. So Otter is a great way to do it. It's an app, it's on my home screen. It's what I always do. Whenever I work out in the mornings, Nomi and I, we do Pafa in the morning, which is an hour and a half of workout usually. And um, I will always, during that workout, there'll be like different things that come into my mind. Sometimes it's like tons of things that come into my mind and sometimes it's just a few things and sometimes it's nothing at all, very rarely though. And so again, I'll have Otter ready and just, you know, take a note as I'm working out, you know, speak it into the phone. It annoys the fuck out of Nomi, but she's slowly getting used to it. It's just how I function. If I don't do that, the thing might be lost forever. I may, or I may remember it a week later, but it would have been really useful now, right? So that's the trouble for me is remembering shit when I actually need it. And I find that just actually just speaking it out loud, even if it wasn't recording or anything that that helps retention, just saying it out loud. So I'll do that sometimes if I'm in the shower and I don't have my phone near me and there's something that I want to remember, I'll just say it out loud a couple of times. That helps uh, me remember it when I get out of the shower. Um, writing it down, I'm an avid note taker. I always take notes and I find that writing it down helps me again retain. It just adds that extra bit of context around it that allows me to then retain it later. And like then going back into those notes, like I have notes, I use Apple notes for, for most of my notes. I have that going years and years and years back. And so I can go in and search for a specific word that I know is in there. And then I can find that thing again. And just having those notes help me remember more about the conversation and the details and the trigger. But also just writing it down helps me tremendously in actually remembering it later, even without referring to my notes. There are people that say that writing, taking notes by hand is better. I wouldn't dispute that at all. But for me the benefit of having it searchable, having it all there outweighs the benefit of having it by written by hand. Um, also I'm a pretty fast typer, so that tends to work out fairly well. Um, yeah. So those are some of the techniques that I use. So I'm, I'm pretty religious about, you know, writing it down or noting it down, speaking it the moment that I have it. And, and then, um, so that I can retain those, those ideas. Cause so much good stuff honestly comes to me all the time and um, and that's so my brain is is pretty much always working on something i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but it just seems to be what it is excuse me i'm gonna have a sip of body meal mm.
it just seems to be what it is. So, so like, I'm processing right now. I'm, I'm like doing manifestos and you know what what are the under the core beliefs of Calvin brand and Simplero brand and BVA brand and um, body meal brand for that matter. Like, what are those core beliefs? that that you buy into when you join the tribe that we stand for what do we stand against and sort of like you know that manifesto and how we're going to use that in in our marketing uh to create a strong tribe even a quote-unquote cult uh so that's i'm that's part of what i'm thinking um at a deeper you know big bigger level i'm currently consolidating everything that I have learned around marketing over the past 12 years since I started studying this thing. I actually kind of studied marketing a little bit even earlier than that. I, I forgot. I think it was like in 2002, 2003 that I started reading Errol Rees and Jack Trout. If you know, you know what I'm talking about. Seth Godin, people like that. Um, so let's call it like 17, 18 years of thinking about business and marketing and really marketing is, is at the core of business, right? If you don't have people aware of and using, buying and using your products or services, then you have no business. So marketing is really at the heart of it. And uh, so I'm distilling everything that I've learned over just, let's just round it up and say the past two decades into one big coherent framework. So that's very much, that's what I do. Um, in in life in general like i take in all of these disparate things and then i see what's the same what's different what do they all agree on what are they all different on what what are all the pieces and how do they all fit together and how do i simplify it down to something like what works what doesn't work right my tagline i've i've tried everything so you don't have to right i've been I've studied so much stuff, read so many books, thought so much about this stuff. I'll condense it down to what matters and what doesn't. There's a lot of crap that people talk about that are just not super important. But there's also a lot of things that are important. And how does it all fit together into one big coherent whole, one big coherent picture, right? Simplifying it and, you know, um, synthesizing it into one big big picture understanding uh so that's what i'm doing is you know nicknamed the the um codenamed simplero marketing framework it's more than simplero though it's really calvin's marketing framework um or also think of it as uh, affectionately call it the bible the simplero marketing bible so i don't know what what the final name is going to be trailblazer marketing framework um I don't know, something like that. We'll figure it out. We'll see. But anyway, so synthesizing all of that into one consistent framework. When I started cooking, that was uh, when we had our daughter. So that was, you know, 15 years ago was when I got into cooking. I decided, hey, got to take on some more chores around the house. Um, what do I like? Well, I would, I'd li- I'd, I like food. I'd love to be a, a better cook. And so I got into that. In the beginning, I just pick one recipe and, and do that. It was very much Jamie, Jamie Oliver. They're simple. They tasted great. They're fresh. It was like phenomenal. Thanks, Jamie, for helping me become a great cook. But then what I would do is I would find five or ten, des- ten different recipes for the same thing. Uh, spaghetti bolognese, also known as you know pasta al, rag- al ragu or um, you know linguine is my favorite pasta. Anyway... 
Um, it was one of my favorite dishes. I haven't made it in a long time. Maybe I should do that again soon. Um, but so I would make, that was one of my favorites. And so I'd look at, study 10 different recipes and see what they did differently. Um, you know, what, what did they use? What didn't they use? What, what, what was the difference between them? What did I agree on? And then I would try and experiment with different things and find how do I prefer to do it? What is my preferred recipe for this? And that's essentially what I'm doing with marketing. It's essentially what I do with, with everything in life. I, you know, consume all of it, study all of it, and then, you know, keep what, what works for me, what's relevant, what I know, what I understand um, deeply, and then discard the rest and then synthesize it and present it. So I'm actually, I might uh, do a, you know, start teaching the stuff that the, my marketing framework, I'm thinking of doing like a weekly live training session just for free to my audience and, um, and do that over as many, um, as many weeks as it uh, is going to take to get through it all. So uh, that might start next week I'm on vacation so maybe the week after or something we'll see we'll see Uh, very excited about this it feels really really great to pull all of this stuff together instead of so what happens often for people I feel like right is that you have like you've studied you follow marketing it's like this thing and like that thing and that thing and this thing you end up with like whiplash and shiny object syndrome and just like pursuing one thing and then another thing and it doesn't everything things don't fit together and so that's what I want to provide is that overarching framework that makes everything just really fit together really combine it all and then you know when you see something and then you're like oh you know exactly where it fits in that framework you know see another thing you're like boom there that's where that fits right boom that's where that fits um so that's that's what i want to provide for you guys is like that big big picture understanding and then i'm going to do that for leadership I'm going to do it for operation side of business. I'm going to do it for personal development. Um, I'm going to do it for politics. So, yeah, just creating big frameworks for, for all of life as of, you know, the best of my understanding at a given time. So, all right, that's it for this morning's balcony talk. I hope you have a phenomenal day. Take care. I appreciate you being here um, for being a trailblazer being part of this community. You are a very special person for doing that. Go trailblazers. Not the sports team, but you and me and the rest of us. All right. Take care, my man. Bye.